Coasting like I'm riding a wave, rolling on the river. How you feeling? <laughs> I feel present. If you coasting, riding a wave, I feel balanced. Balanced. It's not even an if, but if we together, right? Mm-hmm. I feel balanced as well. So if you coasting and riding, that makes me feel good. But right now, I feel really grounded and balanced. Mm, that's like, really good. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, it feels amazing to be able to take time to take inventory. It does. I'm grateful that we can show up here in this space to be able to do that, right? Like, I don't think I asked you how you were doing today until this moment. <laughs> if I'm being that, honest. Yeah, but it just feels natural and I'm okay with it. Thank you all for tuning in <laughs> to another episode of Soul Affirmation with Kariga and Felicia. With Felicia Kariga. <laughs> and you, the listener on the on Black, Black Love Podcast. Podcast Network. Yeah. What a day. Indeed, indeed. My day started with taking care of myself mm-hmm. in the ways that I know how. Mm-hmm. I had a workout this morning, mm-hmm. and like I was late to my workout because of a car accident. Not our car accident. Not ours. No, I'm I'm grateful that we are safe, and I hope that those involved in the car accident are safe as well. Um. But yeah, it put a delay in my arrival time mm-hmm. and I almost like just decided not to go just because of how late I am. And I said, keep going, do something. Yeah. And, you know, we made it. I was able to show up for myself in the way that I like surrounding my body. And then I had an opportunity to do therapy right after, like back to back. So I guess that's like the feel of coasting for me. I dig it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm grateful that I was able to take time to care for myself today. Yeah. And, and I think that is what I meant by the if. Because we're in a partnership, mm-hmm. a marriage, seeing you take care of yourself provides a good feeling for me. Mm. Seeing you being able to show up for yourself or that our family dynamic or that the day leaves room for you to show up for yourself feels good for me as well. Mm, thank you. So that was that if. I um, I'm glad you went. I'm glad we endured. When we saw that the tractor was turned over, we realized, oh, there was really nothing we could do. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm glad we kept going because seeing you attack your fitness and watching Kamali try to model what you're doing. That's so fun. <laughs> uh, it also created room for me to show up for myself mm-hmm. in the form of some stretching, in the form of some mobility work. Um, but also in the form of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. With black men who I value. I find it really fascinating when I get to have conversations with, you know, black men after 50. Yeah. I like what they have the ability to teach from their lived experiences, their frame of reference. 
But ultimately, like, I just have a thing for black men who take care of themselves. I want to actually do a segment called um, Fit Over 50. Mm-hmm. And I want to sit down and learn from black men who are over 50. Uh, that would who be dope. Are, who are fit and who are taking care of themselves. Because for me, it informs the practices and the habits I'd like to have now to sustain that wellness. Right. And not like to need a lifestyle change because I was not taking inventory or taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. So I like when I get to go uh, talk to my OGs and get the perspectives from their lived experiences as well as my own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, big ups to you showing up for yourself. I um, actually have an affirmation I want to share today mm-hmm. in a conversation um, around showing up for ourselves, around our wellness. Mm, okay, let's say hey, about wellness, man. It ain't my business. <laughs> so we're going to read from page 64 of my text, Soul Affirmations, a toolkit for reflection and manifesting light within. And it reads, when we are intentional, when we are intentional about where our words are coming from, we can be more mindful about our speech. Mm-hmm. When we are intentional about where our words are coming from, we can be more mindful about our speech. But I read this one with a different lens today. Mm. Whereby when I wrote it, I vividly recall about how my words, our words can impact the people around us. Mm. Um, how we can be intentional about our word choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the farther I go down the journey, I realize how much of this pertains to myself. Mm. So when I read this affirmation again, I'm not thinking about how I'm talking to other people. I am now thinking about what type of language and how I'm talking to myself. Mm. Right? <laughs> that self-talk voice. So let's listen to this again. Yeah. When we are intentional about where our words are coming from, we can be more mindful about our speech. Wow. No. And this very much includes the speech to ourselves. Where there's no referee to interfere, there's nobody to say, hey, don't talk like that. There's nobody to say, <laughs> you don't deserve that. However we talk to ourselves, we are left to reconcile the outcome. Oh, man. And I would even dare to say that the way we talk to ourselves informs the way we talk to others. Mm. And often where we do not have patience or grace for ourselves, it's hard to extend that to anybody else. Mm. I mean, and, and would we even let someone talk to us the way that we talk to ourselves? Would we? Hmm. Wonder what that looks like. What does that look like, right? I can even I can think about myself and how many times I may ask myself a question about why I'm not doing something after seeing someone else do something. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I have an anecdote for that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if everybody does it. But in my experiences, mm-hmm. okay, I've heard black people do this, okay? And this is what it sounds like. 
especially like in the evening in like a place that's really hot like Sacramento. Okay. Or okay. the morning. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. You see somebody out exercising. <laughs> okay. And this is what I've heard. I've heard this for years. See, now I need to be doing that. That's something I need to be doing. <laughs> I need to be doing that. Right. How many times? I've, I've seen this almost my whole life. There's been somebody Korea, in proximity. You are not lying. It is and such a that, black thing to say. And you know who the somebody in proximity has been most recently? Me. Okay. I'm saying this. When I see somebody getting it in, I mean, the run, the pace looks good, or I see a dad jogging with a stroller. I mean, see, that's something I need to be doing. Now, how could you say that different, differently? How can you be intentional about those words? Hey, man, that's inspiring me. Mm. Right? Because it's the same like when I'm in the gym and I see somebody doing a functional movement. Mm -hmm. Strength in itself doesn't impress me. There's all types of presentations of strong. Um, mm -hmm. I've lifted a lot of weight before, too, and that isn't my target anymore. Mm -hmm. mm. So it's usually when I see somebody doing a functional movement, like a compound movement, I'm like, damn. I give them a dab because it, it inspires me to see how the body can move, right? Wow. Uh, and what type of compound movements you can put together to really, like, uh, maximizing your mobility mm -hmm. and your strength. Mm -hmm. But it's all about what you take inventory of, right? Uh, now, I don't know if I'm ever going to say, see, that's something I need to be doing. I don't think I'm ever going to stop that. But, I'm, or that usually happens when, like, they're not close enough for me to tell them the way that their movement is inspiring me, right? So I usually talk to myself when I can't talk to them about how they're inspiring me. Um, but that's just something for me to note, right? And I think it's really important too. As we are in this conversation called Mental Health Awareness Month, right? I think about all the messaging that uh, impacts, for better or worse, our mental health, our wellness. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just willing to take inventory. I'm like, what is the best way? What are the best habits to show up for me? Yeah. And when you say that, I, um, I'm beginning to think more about well, what are the things that I need to, what are the practices that I need to cultivate that intentional um, speech to myself, mm -hmm. right? And I recognize that, okay, um, surrounding my body, I put in the practice of working out, right? Um, surrounding my mind, I create room or opportunities for me to process with a guide mm -hmm. right um but you know I, i'm going to bring this up because i think this is another very important part of wellness and that is um spirit mm -hmm. and Kariga and i we most recently we've been kind of like you ever see like an open house and you'd be like you want to go in and and just like kind of experience the house, like how much is this house? What is what's this house listening for? Especially in your neighborhood, you just want to know what's going on. I don't know if anybody else does this. I like to go to open houses. Homies was telling me that's that's when like when their date moves. 
it's so much fun. But Karig and I recently did this. And in one of the houses that we were in, when we were surprised, sometimes you see these houses and you really are surprised with how they are like set up or whatever updates they did that don't make any functional sense to the home. Um, but despite all of that, Kariga noted that whoever lived here didn't feel happy. And I was like, whoa, like, like, how did you, how did you feel that? How did you gather that? Right. I didn't feel that. Mm-hmm. But there is something spiritually happening inside of you that made you aware of that. Yeah. You know, um, it's, or no, not, no, it's funny right. you bring that up. I, I actually, I didn't say that the person specifically wasn't unhappy. I just said I can feel unhappiness in here, right? Someone was unhappy is with my words. Someone. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I don't know how multi, uh, how many persons lived in the home, what size the family was. Somebody could have been really happy, but someone was unhappy and I can feel that. Mm. And I left kind of like with this, I was puzzled that I picked up on that. Because I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. I just felt it. And it brings me to like the awareness that for me, wellness is a composite of many things that that make Kariga Kariga and make Kariga well. Mm-hmm. Um you'll hear me talk about fitness a lot because I recognize that the bodies that we have. They are wonderfully and fearfully designed. And none of these parts are easy to replace or order from manufacture. Okay. We have this body and we, we take care of it. And as my body experiences time, as my body experiences time, I think that speaks to why I am more fascinated by functional compound movements and not just brute strength because I know the consequence of heavy weight lifting Mm. no matter how strong you are weight training is important but there's a consequence on your joints to heavy weight lifting and when I was a young lad lifting heavy I would listen as the OGs taught me about what was aching or what they would have to wrap in order to like to do that lift again Mm -hmm. so I'm aware, but I wasn't fully aware where I got this understanding from until I realized, oh, in my early lifting days, I listened to the people who had aches and pains who, who presented well, but their bodies remembered, right? Because they say the body keeps the score, right? So that's why I think I'm more fascinated and more interested in compound movements and mobility. But fitness is important to me. And then you hear that, like, for me, uh, we know that creativity is a big part of me. My homie Dom from Arise Wellness. We co-presented a workshop in San Francisco. And I heard him say something that sent a light bulb in my head and just like tingling down my spine. Dom said, a creative being is a well-being. Right? A creative Mm -hmm. being is a well-being. And he illustrates that everything we touch, everything we use has come from someone's creativity. Our daily function of our lives has come from someone um, 
someone's creativity, having the time and the resources to create. But he also introduced me to the idea of a well-being and not just your well-being, right? Mm -hmm. What is a well-being and what does that look like? So for me, creativity is a huge part of that. And you'll hear me talk about creativity. You'll hear me talk about music, writing songs, performing, right? We know that uh, Legacy Talk Only is a whole project dedicated to wellness, which is why we say wellness is the new genre, right? And making sure that this type of media is available for my people. So fitness, creativity, uh, quality time with my family, right? Mm. Being mm -hmm. present with Kamali in ways that I, I celebrate that there isn't something taking me away or distracting me from her. But as I further investigate what constitutes my wellness, I'm increasingly aware that Kariga needs time for spirit. Mm. And when I say spirit, I'm not just talking about the discipline of reading my Bible. Because I do mm. that mm -hmm. and I write a verse down from my quiet time almost every day. And I do that by repetition. I do that so I can have something else to lean on. But I also realize that for me to be well, my spirit just needs time to feel mm. and scan and be free. I actually require that time. And when I don't have that time, I have an adverse response to whatever is asking me for that time. Mm. <laughs> because part of my sensibilities, part of my, what makes me me is my spirit. So I think about like our bodies, right? Yeah. Especially in wellness or mental health. We make time for our therapy, right? You know that about mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. but I was thinking about like our bodies and the way we have this cellular respiration and we have this thing like our bodies are pressure fitted for earth, which is why these bodies don't work out of space. <laughs> right. Right. It is put together for this experience. So that is at the biological level. We have these things about us that is that, correspond to the planet that we're on yeah but outside the biological level who else am i what are those other things i know when i talk to myself what is that voice right when i hear something that no one says what is that voice right mm -hmm. so i need time to explore these other layers of me hmm. i need time to be curious about it Mm -hmm. The same way somebody looks in the mirror, the same way we go to the dentist, the same way we take inventory on our internal medicine, our primary care. I need time for my spirit, not simply my religious practice alone, but time to be curious. To let it flow. Mm. To let it gather information and come back to me. I need that. What does that look like? Because I, you know, I brought up the anecdote around going and looking at houses because I was able to experience with you your spirit heightened sensibilities mm -hmm. right there, right? 
And <laughs> I practiced the, <laughs> I don't know if I was intentional or not. I was like, how come I don't feel that? <laughs> I need to be feeling that or, you know, but what are, what are the ways, what are the practices? Like, what does it look like to be curious? Still learning. Mm. Still learning. I'm sure of it. I'm sure I'm still learning because it is not only the walks in nature. Right. You can take me on a hike and I'll be so fascinated by the view or the climb or looking to see what is making those bushes shake. Mm. While nature feeds my spirit, I don't always find time to commune in nature. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a part of me that feels near water. Right? Mm-hmm. I recognize that. But as it pertains to my spirit, it's not a specific time, a location. It is like, it's not bound by any of those things. Mm. Here's what I know. I know that light travels faster than the speed of sound. I know that. I also know that Thought travels faster than the speed of light. That's why we have to be mindful because the thoughts just go and come and go and come. It's passing through. What I have not been able to measure or to know at a place where I can articulate it clearly is the speed of spirit. Hmm. But then when I think about speed, Speed is usually measured by distance and time. Yeah. That's how we compute speed. Mm-hmm. But if spirit isn't bound to either distance or time, then what is that? And that's what I require time to do. I require time to think about what is that? Mm. The question never goes away for me. <laughs> because it's inside of me. I have one. And I don't want to under-operate it. I don't want to make it um, bound to the laws of this planet that I live on where I need to breathe. Yeah. Right? And um, we have several environmental justice agencies here in the Bay Area, which I totally appreciate because I don't know how people just act like they're not connected to the environment that we're in, right? It's like (laughs) that level of oblivion just doesn't work. Um, for sustainability. So thinking about, I would also put that into part of my wellness too, right? Thinking about the way I interact with the world around me. But I need time to sit with the questions that I do not have answers to. Yes. That is part of my spiritual process, to sit with the questions I don't have answers to. And I it just, I realize why time is a gift to be able to explore that. I'm, as I'm mm-hmm. listening to you processing and exploring this and given the affirmation and the, the pathways of processing that we're taking around it, I recognize and realize that one of the ways that I have access to the curiosity of understanding more about my spirit, exploring more about it, 
is through intentional time with journaling. And for me, that is intentional time around what it is I'm saying to myself. And I'm serious, Riga, you know this about me. When I am doing my journaling, I don't write down any, just any word. If I come to a space where I'm trying to define something for myself, journaling is is such a, a sacred practice for me because it allows me to say what is true for self. I will be very intentional about defining it as accurately as I can. I will not write just anything because it has to be true. And if I don't know what it is, then I'm able to just even say that, right? But when I'm able to do that, I learn so much more about myself, so much more about what something is coming to teach me, so much more about, it it, it is a practice, I I believe now, as we explore this, it it is the practice of that spiritual intuitiveness that we have. We must. It is, it is the, um, yeah, it is, it is, they're the things that we need. Like for me, what my spirit needs is it needs time to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I am understanding more about myself in this body on this earth. Like it is, it is from that frame of reference for me. And I recognize like, what this is and how often I actually don't come to it, right? How there are so many different things that I consume. Mm -hmm. And that's so very important to note. We have to be mindful about all of that. Yep. Because you might think that your spirit is telling you something. Yeah. But it's just the natural processing of of your mind. It is it is around the things it is it's the composition of the experiences. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That are framing your reference, yeah, and without having the ability to differentiate, yeah, between what your mind is recycling mm-hmm. and what your spirit is bringing new, mm-hmm. right? Our mind will recycle things and will pull from bits and pieces of information, yeah, that we've seen and heard, yep. Our spirit, well, the thing is, that's the fascinating thing. Because you never fully understand what somebody else's spiritual composition is. Mm-mm. And if it's recycled, if it's new, you don't know, right? Right. But what I do know is that grief has taught me, without a doubt, there is something happening spiritually. Yeah. That whether you acknowledge it or not, when you interface with the change of the way you know life, mm. you will have conversations. You will um, go inward and try to find uh, what your spirit has for you or what is being said there because mm. nothing in this physical world is saying it. Mm. Right? Nobody can have an answer. So when we see that, that butterfly, Right. Or the tap on the window pane Mm. or the. Or you go to a place where you once visited with that loved one. And you experience a phenomena that you only used to experience with them. It shows you that we are so much more of our so much more than our cognitive experiences. 
Wow. It shows you that we are so much more than the biology of our bodies. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. experience phenomena that cannot be uh, defined by our cognitive process or our biological processes. Yep. So grief was an undoubtedly grief for me confirmed that my spirit knows things and feels things that I cannot yet fully articulate. Mm. And that is part of why the journaling process and the intent being intentional about my words. Yeah. This is why I'm realizing it's so important. Yes. Because I could either make room for, mm-hmm. or I can limit the way my spirit communicates to me mm. all based on how I make room in my life. Make room for a limit. Seriously. Seriously. It gets really hard for spirit to speak when we are constantly consuming micro information. It gets really hard to, for spirit to speak when we are constantly uh, consumed by things that only man makes mankind. Mm. Right. Humanity. Yeah. Spirit is saying, hey, I'm so much bigger than this. Yep. And make room. Make room. Make room because I'm. I'm here to empower you. I'm here to connect you. Right. To be connected. Because because when we when we talk about um ancestors. Mm-hmm. Dead homies. Mm hmm. Loved ones, mm-hmm. kin, ghosts, whatever culture is defining or is it talking about this experience that is beyond this physical world. We're all inquiring. We're all making room. You get what I'm saying? Vibes. Mm-hmm. Right. Vibes. <laughs> We're all making this inquiry. But. Since you aren't required to know anything about it, since you aren't required to make room for it, since there's no system that is saying, oh, you have to make time for this. We oftentimes underserve it Mm. and consequently have experiences that really feel quite limiting by the human experience. And I believe that's because spirit is waiting Mm. for us to make time to tap in Hmm. tap in it's a part it's truly a part of my uh, part of my mental health practices it's part of my wellness is to be able to go inward to all the parts that make me me and for me Spirit is a huge part. Mm. Yeah. Well, here's to making room for our spirit to being intentional um, in whatever modalities that we use to do that. Right. Yeah. I'm grateful to know journaling is a powerful tool for me that gives me that type of access 
And um, yeah, I, I just, I celebrate that as it's in alignment with this habit of mine that you, you brought forth for us today. This is so fire to me. <laughs> I just want to read a note from that I wrote down during this episode. Okay. Making time for my wellness looks like making time to sit with the questions I don't have answers to. That's part of my wellness. I don't need the answer. I'm not always sure that we can handle all the answers. But I need to sit with the questions I don't have answers to. It incrementally brings me closer to new understandings. My God, that is grief. Mm-hmm. That is grief. That is love. And that is love. Come on. Working for the greatest cause. <laughs> The affirmation says when we are intentional about where our words are coming from, we can be more mindful about our speech. And I want to remind you, myself, that our speech is not just what we say to others, but is what we say to ourselves. Yes. Thank you for that reminder, Riga. So important. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Thank you to our producer, Crystal Hill. From our family to yours, may we all love more abundantly. Peace. Peace.